You are listening to Training Our Minds to Think God's Thoughts After Him, a podcast by Pastor Ben Bessett. That often comes up for many Christians is, is it circular reasoning always a fallacy? In other words, is it against logic or is it illogical or is it circular to use the Bible to prove the Bible? So the question is, is when you're doing deductive argumentation, you never want to have your conclusion in the premise, meaning you never want to start with what you're trying to conclude. When you start with what you're trying to conclude, it's known as begging the question, or in other words, arguing in a circle. So in dealing with logic, if you want to prove your point, you have to prove your point through objective premises that lead to your conclusion. You cannot start with your conclusion and end up in your premise. So is circular reasoning always a fallacy? And the reality of circular reasoning is, at some degree, circular reasoning is unavoidable, especially when attempting to justify or prove one's ultimate standard of authority or measurement. A starting point, a method, and a conclusion are always involved with one another. So, what this is saying here is, a certain amount of circularity always exists. We do not want a simple circle. We want a complex circle. We'll get into that in a second as to what that means. Ultimate standards can have nothing that stand over them in authority. Otherwise, they would not be ultimate standards. They'd be secondary standards. In order for a standard to be ultimate, it must use itself as its own standard of judgment when coming to any decision for justification. That means some degree of circular reasoning is necessary when proving one's ultimate authority. So here's a couple examples. Prove to me that your reason is reliable without using your mind. Can't be done. You have to use reason to prove reason. Prove to me your senses are reliable without using your senses. So you receive some sensory information, either you hear something or you see something. Prove to me that that's reliable without using your senses. Prove to me that your thoughts are correct without using thought. Prove to me your emotions exist without using emotions. See, these things, they can't be done. So when we're looking for circular reasoning, we don't want to argue like such. The Bible says it, therefore it's true. How we want to argue that is because God's word is inspired, everything it says is true. Notice God is the ultimate standard. God can have nothing over him as far as authority. So since that is the case, we always circle back to God. We start with him in our starting point, 
our method is what brings this out and our conclusion of our method will always go back to the starting point for its verification. So for instance, if I was to say Jesus Christ is coming back in the future, my starting point is scripture. Scripture teaches that Jesus is coming back. My method of demonstrating this point is going to the verses where scripture teaches this. And my conclusion is Jesus is coming back. Now, because scripture is inspired by God, the human authors, the human authors who wrote were under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and therefore everything they write has to be true. Therefore, Jesus is coming back. It's a guarantee. My ultimate authority is God himself. When we see this in science, we see sensory experience. We see empirical validation. Something in a laboratory. Something under a microscope. Something that can be tested and analyzed. Ask a scientist. Ask them, prove to me that your scientific experiment is valid without using sensory experience. Because if you use your eyes and you use your mind and if you're using your reason, you're relying on reason to prove reason. You're relying on sensory experience to prove sensory experience. So show me that your scientific experiment is valid without using your senses. Can't be done. So every single person, whether they're using reason, whether they're using their senses, whether they're thinking, whatever, which one it is, they have an ultimate standard. Bertrand Russell, famous atheist slash agnostic philosopher, says everything falls under, everything rests upon the laws of logic. We use logic to come to our conclusions. And I would agree we do. Logic is everywhere. The laws of logic are universal. Everybody uses them. That's true. So Bertrand Russell's final authority, his ultimate standard is the laws of logic. The Christian will then ask him or anybody who teaches this. Well, where did logic come from? How does logic, which is immaterial, come by way of naturalistic processes such as evolution that can only produce something that is material? How does something that is immaterial come from something that is material? What is the source of the laws of logic? An atheist or a skeptic can only go as far as the laws of logic the laws of mathematics, they can't go beyond that. That's their ultimate standard. What the Christian wants to ask them is, what is the basis for the laws of logic? Prove to me your logic is sound without using logic. Notice you have to be circular. If logic is your final court of appeal, you have to appeal to it over and over again. It's interesting, when we take a look at Scripture, God himself uses circular reasoning. When God makes an oath, who does he swear by? He is ultimate over all things. Nothing is above him. So when human beings make an oath, they swear to something higher than themselves. We swear to God. We place our hand on the Bible when we're in the courtroom. Well, how does God swear to something higher than himself when he is ultimate over all? So since God is ultimate, he can only use himself as the authority. And we see this in Hebrews 6.13. Because there is nothing higher than him, he can only swear by himself. 
So some degree of circular reasoning is necessary when proving one's ultimate authority. We have to circle back. If it's the rationalist, they circle back to reason. If it's an empiricist, they circle back to sensory experience. If it's a pragmatist, they circle back to what works. If it's a utilitarian, they circle back to what is best for most of the people. Everybody has an ultimate standard, which people circle back to. Not all circular arguments are fallacy. Circular arguments or circular reasoning is often a fallacy because it is usually random and not specific. So for an example, this is a bad argument. The Bible is true because the Bible says so. If you use that argument, the Bible is true because the Bible is says so. That is a simple circle. We want to avoid simple circles. But it can be reasonable if it goes beyond a simple circle. What need what is needed is additional information in order to support the conclusion. So rather than saying the Bible is true because the Bible says so, we say since God inspired scripture, the Bible is true. Notice we're using God as our ultimate authority. If we want to know if the Bible is true, how do you validate that? Well, God inspired it. It goes back to our ultimate authority. Some of you are going to say, well, that's circular reasoning. Yeah, it's not a simple circle. It's more of a complex circle. But yes, we do have some sort of circularity. Everybody does this. If it's the scientist, it goes back to their experimentation. They use empirical evidence to support their empirical conclusions. Sensory experience. The rationalist, the person who reasons, either through deductive or inductive reasoning processes, uses logic to prove their conclusion. Would we ever ask a rationalist, prove to me that your reason is sound without using reason? We can't. So there's a syllogistic process. You have a major premise, you have a minor premise, and you have a conclusion. For example, Socrates is a man. All men die. Therefore, Socrates dies. You have your premises and you have your conclusions. Socrates is a man. All men die. Therefore, Socrates must have died. See, so we have premise and conclusion. This isn't a simple circle. We're using logic to prove something. It's not a simple circle. We're adding information to it so it's not a simple circle. If the authority or if the ultimate authority is first assumed because without it, you cannot make sense of anything, it is perfectly legitimate to reason in a circle. We can only go far so far back. We can only go as far back as God. The atheist can only go as far back as logic or mathematics. Once we get to our final authority, we use it to prove everything else. So there's a bit of circularity to this. What we don't want are simple circles. So an authority must appeal to itself in order to provide proof and justification. What does that mean? It must use itself as part of its own proof. Yes, to some degree, circular reasoning is involved. But it cannot be a simple circle. It must be 
reasonable. First, if there were no laws of logic, we couldn't make an argument. Second, we can make an argument. So conclusion, there must be laws of logic. So there's a syllogism right there. If there were no laws of logic, we wouldn't be able to make arguments. Major premise. Minor premise. We can make arguments. Therefore, the laws of logic must exist. That's a syllogism using deductive reasoning, deductive logic. It's not a simple circle because information is being added. What makes this circular argument powerful is that to deny it would be to assume it. What does that mean? Any potential rebuttal would be self-defeating. Why? Because you have to use logic in order to refute logic. So you're self-defeating. If you're out to argue that logic does not exist, you have to use logic in order to refute the existence of logic, which means you have no basis. Your argument is self-refuting. It cannot substantiate itself. So understanding this, that arguing in a circle is not necessarily wrong as long as it's not a simple circle because all authority circles back to its ultimate source. Thank you for listening to the Training Our Minds podcast by Pastor Ben Bessett. If you enjoyed listening, please follow and share this podcast with others. We appreciate your feedback. So leave a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.